You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Hey, everybody, and welcome to A Step Further. This is a Kingsway Christian Church weekly podcast where we take what we talked about on Sunday morning a step further. Our hope is to fuel your faith, teach you a little bit, and challenge you on your way in or as you're working out or whenever you tune into us. So, first of all, I told you at the 915 service that we would talk in this podcast about ladies and the Holy Spirit specifically. Now, I know in general, uh, studies show us, or at least my own personal experience tells me, more men listen to this than women do. That doesn't mean ladies don't, but more men than women. So you may be a man out there thinking, well, this isn't for me then. And the answer is you are wrong. You are wrong. You might be a a dad with a daughter. You might be a man who is married or who wants to get married one day. But whatever it is, this is relevant. Now let's talk for a second and set this up. Why is this relevant? And the reason this is relevant is because I think in many churches uh, throughout the last 2,000 years of Christian history have told ladies to submit and to keep quiet and to do nothing. Basically, keep your mouth shut, submit to men, and follow their lead. Now, Obviously, that's not every single church. Depending on your church background, you'd say, well, that wasn't my experience at all. And I would say, good. But there's also an overcorrection to this that exists out there today. And what I want to do for a minute is free women and challenge all of us to think about the scriptures in a healthy, encouraging way. And uh, I realize this topic needs more conversation, 30 minutes, an hour or more, uh, possibly. And we may do that some point in the future. But for now, let's just dig in. So in Genesis chapter one, what we get is a big picture overview of the creation story. And then Genesis two narrows into that story and gets into the detail. In Genesis one, it says God made them male and female. And then he's very descriptive and he gave them dominion over the earth. Go multiply, subdue the earth, work the earth, go, go, go. And here's the point. The rule, rule, (laughs) the rule, rule was given to both men and women. God made them men and woman. And then he told them, go and subdue the earth. This is for both of you. Now we get into Genesis 2. We see that God made Adam first, then he made Eve. And in fact, throughout the creation account, in every single day, each day ends with, and God saw that it was good. We get into chapter 2. It's the first time in all creation, and it's before sin enters the story, that something is not good. And the thing that's not good is Adam is alone. He's isolated. And why is that not good? Well, theologically speaking, God has never been alone, ever. Throughout all of whatever, whatever before time began, whatever you want to call that, God has always been Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God has always known community. He's always known love. He's always given love. He's always received love because God is love. But God makes Adam, and he said, we want to make Adam make mankind in our own image, but Adam is alone. There's no one for Adam to love. Yes, there's pigs and donkeys and elephants and lions and dogs or whatever else there is, but all of them have a counterpart. Each male has a female. The only one that doesn't have a counterpart is Adam. So God puts Adam in a deep sleep, pulls something out of Adam's side, and makes a woo man. And Adam sings this love song over his lovely new wife. And he's like, wow, this is mode on my bone of flesh of my flesh. She comes from me. She is woman. And it's this like powerful moment where he goes, yes, thank you, God. You answered my prayers. And God makes woman. Now, here's what's crazy. Here's what I want to get into for a minute. When God made the woman, he said to Adam, I'm going to make you a helper. You may have heard the phrase helpmate. Um, Old, I think it might be King James, I'm not sure, but old English even says, help meet. And it doesn't mean like meat, like a piece of meat. That's not what it means. But the goal is somebody who would meet Adam and his point of need and help him. Now, what I want to dig into for a moment today is this idea that, ladies, you have been called and gifted and created by God. Most, 
examples of godliness and power and might in the Bible come through the hands of men. We hear of Abraham and Moses and David and Solomon and Peter and Paul, and the list goes on and on and on, right? There are ladies, but there's not nearly as many of them. And I think what's happened over the years is because the stories we tell and the way we read our Bible, many women have felt secondary or not as much or perhaps not enough. And I want to get rid of that as much as I possibly can in this 10-minute podcast. Ladies, in the very beginning, when God made them male and female, he made both of them in his image. There is something in maleness that directly reflects the character, the personality of God. And there's something in femaleness that directly represents the character and the personality of God. And that's the thing I want to discuss in our few minutes left today. The word used in Hebrew for the word a- for, for helper is the word azer, azer. And azer throughout the Old Testament is a Hebrew word that's used to describe God's activity. I think that's fascinating. Ladies, you represent God's activity to Adam in many ways. When we talked two weeks ago, and we talked about Jesus telling us about the Holy Spirit, he says, look, if you ask me, I'm going to send an advocate. And the word advocate can mean counselor, consoler, comforter, friend. I believe that what God is doing in all of this is he's letting us know that in the same way that the Holy Spirit is our helper, the woman is the helper of mankind the helper for the man. Now, what that means is you are equal but different. The Holy Spirit is no less God. He's just not the same as Jesus. He's just not the same as the Father. But the three, in order for Trinity to work, the three are completely equal. They're just unique and different. Ladies, I think sometimes we read about God throughout the Bible, and I think sometimes ladies struggle with maybe connecting with certain pieces of God's character or personality, his justice and his wrath, or maybe whatever it is. And instead, you connect so deeply with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, to quote my friend and mentor, Mark Moore, I think he does a good job. He says, the Holy Spirit is oftentimes like a chatterbox. He talks all the time, and he convicts, and he moves, and he stirs, and and, and he's a friend when you think about your mother and your father, and I get it, this may be broken for some of you, depending on your relationship and what it was like in your home growing up. But if you think about your home growing up, when you were hurt, who did you go to more often, dad or mom? Usually it's mom. Who was the one to comfort you? Was it dad or mom? Usually it was mom. Who was the one who would speak wisdom into you and kind of maybe maybe uh, confront you about something? Was it dad or mom? Most likely it was mom. Now, dads often speak wisdom I do in my own home, but my my wife is there. She's there more. And when my kids are hurt, they want her more, way more often than they want me. And that's just the way that God made you unique in his image. My challenge with this message is to say to you ladies, When Paul tells us that there is no longer male or female, Jew or Gentile, Greek or barbarian, Paul is trying to tear down these social structures that we've built and say, in Jesus Christ, we all are one. So when Peter comes along in 1 Peter 2, 5 and 9, which I read yesterday for you, and he says, you are now a royal priesthood. He's talking about both men and women, you are now by the power of the Holy Spirit indwelled with God and freed to be who God has made you to be. Go be filled with God and do God things. Go bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. And we see this throughout the New Testament. This is radical for the New Testament day. 
when Jesus had women following along in his camp. In fact, we're told in the book of Luke that there are some ladies who underwrote his ministry with money out of their own bank accounts. When Jesus allowed uh, ladies to come and be the first to see the resurrection and then told them, go tell Peter, he was doing something radical in his day. When Paul in Romans chapter 16 uh, encourages the church to accept Phoebe and Priscilla, both ladies, we believe that Phoebe brought the book of Romans from Paul to the church in Rome and maybe even was the first to communicate it to them. The whole gospel is freeing and radical in that it gives value to places where culture has stolen value. Ladies, I want you to hear this. God intends for you to be filled up with the power of the Spirit and to serve Him with all the gifts that He has given to you for the purpose of building up His church. Men, if you are listening right now, my challenge to you, if you're raising a daughter, raise her to know her value in Jesus Christ. And if in any way you are being harsh with your daughters, with your mother, or with your wife, would you stop right now and repent? She is dearly made in the image of God. She is precious. She is wise. And she is here to bring help into the world and to represent God. Find a way to cultivate that and pour life into that. Thank you so much for tuning in. We can't wait to see you next time. God bless. Mm-hmm.